BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Today, I'm doing a solo podcast because this podcast is a cry for help. I am in an abusive relationship with my wife, Taylor, and her weapon of choice is sports. It's too much. I can't handle it any longer. And the Taylor Swift of it all has just really pushed things over the edge because there is no separation between pop culture and sports anymore. But don't worry. I am not going to talk about Brittany Holmes again. Brittany Holmes. I'm not going to talk about Brittany Holmes again. Do I want to? Yes. Can we just talk about the handshake for one fucking second? It's conclusive. Sports is literally ruining my life. It's in every fucking facet of my life. And I can't take it anymore. This is not fair. It's like if I forced, if I shoved and forced Bravo down my wife's throat every fucking second of every waking hour and then felt weirdly justified in doing so. Do you know how I live my life? Your girl lives her life with her freaking AirPod Maxes. Yes, they're nice. And I am very appreciative of them. They were a Christmas present last year. I didn't even know they existed. My wife got them for me. It's very considerate. I love them. They're beautiful. They're, 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 I can't endorse them enough. But thank God she got them for me because I literally live with them on my head forever, all day long. I even sleep with them. That's an issue I have with being addicted to my iPad. So we can keep that separate. But I have them on all friggin' day long. And I bet you're saying, Taylor, well, that's the profession you've chosen. You're a podcaster after all. No, bitch. I'm not wearing them because I'm podcasting. I'm wearing them because I'm watching Bravo or Laguna Beach or Selling Sunset or whatever variety of reality TV show I happen to be watching at the moment. And guess what? My wife cannot listen to it because it offends her auditory senses. And it's fucking annoying because, first of all, when I was like, I'm going to be with a woman, I thought, hi, I'm going to be in Bravo heaven. We're just going to sit around all day long, talk shit about people, and watch fucking Bravo. 
guess what? Let's be honest about lesbians, okay? It's not all fucking braiding hair and giving each other pedicures. My wife is like straighter than any dude, a straighter man than any dude I ever dated. And that's not an insult to the guys I dated. I'm not saying that they're not straight. They're straight. She's just the fucking straightest. I mean, God, my husband would at least watch Bravo with me. It's my love language. Taylor refuses. Literally, she turns her nose down upon it. I try to be sensitive to it and I try to cut her slack. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like, she's literally like, it makes my ears bleed. And I mean, I don't get it because I love it. But like, I, I, I understand the idea of like, well, if something is, I'm very familiar with the concept of it makes my ears feel like they're bleeding because guess what? That's what fucking sports makes my ears do. But for some reason in this really, in this abusive relationship, in this misogynistic marriage with nary a penis in sight, I'm over here wearing headphones so I don't upset my wife's eardrums to the horrors of television that I consume. But because she's watching sports, somehow it's like the same rules don't apply. And it's not fucking fair. And I'm fucking sick of it. This is my J-Lo enough moment, okay? I am taking kickboxing classes and self-defense classes so I can learn to kick the shit out of my television when it has sports on it, which is all the time. Good God. At least I'm watching my iPad when I watch Bravo and I have the headphones on. But not only does she not give me the consideration of also wearing headphones and I will gladly buy her a pair of AirPod Maxes or whatever they're called, so she can listen in the privacy of her own eardrums. But no, she refuses that. That would be crazy to watch her television program because that's, let's be clear, that's what it is. It's a television program. And, but no, she's like, I'm not wearing headphones to watch my games. And not only is she not wearing headphones, she's watching it on our fucking main television. Like the number one television. And I've honestly, I only have myself to blame. I've let it go on for years. Well, enough is enough. See something, say something. Time is up for sports and the Taylor's household. I'm assuming a lot of you guys can relate to this, okay? Jackie Schimmel and I have been friends for years. I've known her forever now. But something that we've recently been deeply bonding upon is the mutual disrespect in our relationships with our sport-loving partners. Jackie recently posted something like he has a football game and another football game on all the devices in the house. It's like he's got the iPad, he's got the TV, he's got his phone, he's got my cell phone, he's got the fucking baby monitor. He's watching all the... It's like we don't live in Las Vegas. This is not a sports bar. This is my home. But I'm telling you, oh, man. These sport watchers, they're even fucking worse than news watchers. And you know what I'm saying. I have been a Bravo lover forever. Now, listen, I know the Vanity Fair article just came out and it's not good, but it's going to take me a minute, okay, to pull the heroin needle out of my arm. That is Bravo, okay? And I'm always going to fuck with Bravo. If my best friend does something wrong, can I admit they do something wrong? Yes. 
But will I still have brunch with them and talk shit? Absolutely. And they recently uninvited Ramona to BravoCon. So honestly, like, they know that they're naughty and they know they have to do better. So let's just separate this conversation from that for argument's sake, okay? Bear with me. I've loved Bravo forever. And there is this feeling amongst non-Bravo watchers that they are somehow better than you because reality TV is trash and Bravo is the epicenter of reality television. So therefore you are trash for like loving reality TV. This has happened my whole life. And don't even get me people who watch Survivor and The Bachelor thinking they have a leg to stand on with moi. I, I honestly can't. The disrespect is out of control. Award, uh, award-winning programming over at Bravo, but I digress. A news watcher will always think that they're so much superior. I know because my wife used to do this to me. Like she would watch news and she'd be like, well, we're watching the news. I can't believe you're wasting your time watching Bravo. And one day I was in the shower and I was listening to what sounded like arguing. And I thought, oh my God, miracle upon miracles. Is my wife watching Bravo? And I came out of the shower and she was watching CNN and it fucking, of course she was. And it fucking dawned on me. Oh my God, CNN is Bravo, but with like a lot of middle-aged white dudes who are average looking at best. At least Bravo, they fucking beat their faces and get their glam on. It's just like fighting is fighting. Arguing is arguing. I'd rather be about cheese boards than about things that are actually important. Because that shouldn't be entertainment. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, Bravo's actually less problematic than the 24-hour news cycle. I'm just saying. If they would do their jobs and report unbiasedly, that would be a different story. But that's not the world we're living in right now when it comes to the news. So, like, get off your fucking high horse of the news. And I finally got her to see it, and I got her off the high horse. But where I can't get her to budge is on sports. And sport, there is nobody who puts himself more on a goddamn pedestal than a fucking sports watcher. They've got this self-righteousness to them where it's like, well, I have to watch the game live even though it's seven and a half hours long because it's like historical and it's happening in real time and I can't go on Twitter, which doesn't even exist anymore or else the game's going to get ruined for me. I have heard of people rescheduling plans, weddings, when they're going to get induced dates around fucking sports. And I'm here to speak on behalf of all of us who have not completely gone insane and lost their minds that this is not okay and it has to stop. First off, I just want to say this. Sports is ruining my life, okay? Go sports, don't go sports. Fuck sports, okay? And I'm done standing idly by when people who love sports talk down to people who don't love sports. They make us feel inferior. They make us feel stupid. And they're gaslighting the fuck out of us. And if someone's going to be the poster child for this, I will fucking take this mission on. Justice for people who don't get sports. And God save you if you are married to somebody who loves them. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Natural Diamonds. Did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Yeah, you can. Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks and are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. So the positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. 
Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So the next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. And now back to the podcast. So Jackie and I were talking. I said, we need to start a support group. And actually, I think that please reach out to me, come into my DMs. I hereby commit to be the chairwoman of the sports support group, R-Us. But we have now lost Taylor Swift, and that's really not going to help our cause. Listen to what recently happened. It's so disgusting and insane. And I can't believe I even am in a position in life where I was a party to it. So, okay, a little backstory, because I'm assuming a majority of my listeners aren't diehard sports fans. And if you are, I honestly don't know what you're doing here. You're not my people. I do not want to associate with you. So my wife is from Philadelphia. And it's known nationwide that Philadelphia fans are fucking psychotic, okay? I'm from Boston. It's also a very unwell town, okay? Literally, when the Boston Red Sox won, not lost, won the World Series, they rioted in the streets of Boston. Why, explain to me, why are you rioting when you win? You shouldn't riot at all. Rioting is not good. But like, you won. Celebrate. You're setting your own car on fire? Riddle me that. It's like the patient's running the fucking asylum. But as bad as Boston fans are, and they're bad, okay? I dated one in college. He was psycho. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but my wife is worse than him. He was bad. And with him, oh, God, it was every friggin' sports team. The Celtics, the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots. It was like nonstop. So my wife is a Philadelphia sports fan. And yeah, that doesn't just mean the Eagles. She's obsessed with every single sports team from Philadelphia. The Eagles football, you know what? Honestly, I'm fucking in. I think football's fun. It's once a week. I grew up going to games with my dad at his alma mater. Also, Taylor's the 76ers. Uh, I don't like... Uh, eat, eat. That's what I call basketball. It's the game that's the only noise that comes out. Also, is there anything more annoying than an announcer during any sporting event? I fucking hate them all. They get paid so much money. It's so fucking unfair. Whatever. I can stomach basketball. The players are cute. I like their outfits. And also, like, the 76ers have a super cute song. Whenever they win a game, it's like, it's like very like a 70s funk. Hey, everybody. Philadelphia, 76ers. So I I, I like music, okay? That's why I like the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. If you have a jingle, I am on board. So we like, we love. I'm going to say, I am converted. I love the Eagles. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck Tom Brady. And I really don't know a lot about sports, okay? But like, I really like the Eagles. I bleed green now. I'm fucking committed, okay? 76ers, it's fine. I feel like the games are relatively quick, whatever. Hockey, like, it's not even real. No one's really watching it, aren't they? But my wife somehow always figures out a way to justify why she must 
have it on. But for me, what really pushes me over the goddamn edge is fucking baseball. Okay? I can't with baseball. So many games. Ugliest outfits ever. I'm sorry. It's not that cute of a sport. They're very scruffy. Also, the Philadelphia Flyers. Phillies? The Philly Phillies Flyers? The baseball team. They literally took the best song on the face of the planet. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Uh-oh. That actually belongs to me and Stassi and Bo. Because <laughs> we closed every single live show that we did on tour with that song. That's like our song. We like own that song, Us and Robin. Then some dingleberry redid the song, like country version, which sucks and it's depressing and it's sad. And then the baseball boys were like, this is our jam. And it's like, isn't that a song about a lesbian couple? Like, I don't even understand what's going on. And why is that a song that represents celebration? I can tell you one thing. They're not celebrating now because they did not make it to the World Series. And I am scared saying that because my wife is editing this. And the way I tell you our world, world fell apart. You guys, it's like, I try to have compassion for her because I love her so much. But quite frankly, she doesn't extend the same respect to me and Bravo. So it's like, okay, so somebody explain this to me because I was like, I don't understand. I want, I pride myself on being empathetic, okay? It's really important to me to understand my partner. Even if I like don't fully get or haven't experienced what they're experiencing, I'd want to like at least try to like understand it and like grasp an empathy for it. So when the Philadelphia Phillies, stupidest name ever, by the way, it's like, my name was Taylor Taylor's. It's ridiculous. And in case you can't tell, I like literally hate baseball. Baseball is truly the sport that pushed me over the edge. I think I could actually handle the rest of them. Even that pretend one we call hockey, but like baseball, it's boring. I think it's just really the amount of games that is just like, it, it feels criminal. Like at least football's like, okay, we'll see you once a week. And I know our partners, they sneak in more when they play fantasy football but I put my foot down with that shit. I'm like, Eagles, that's it. No fucking more. But baseball, it's like, it's on a Monday and then a Wednesday and then a Friday and then a fucking Saturday. It's like, what is happening? It's the bane of my existence. I, I can't. I can't. It's, I have no tolerance. I, 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 I actually now understand the way my wife feels about Bravo. I just had an epiphany, a eureka moment right here, right now. Like, yeah, okay, so I get her disdain because I feel it for fucking baseball. But I try, I just, you know what? I get my little iPad, I go in the kitchen and I cook and I put on my headphones and I just watch Laguna Beach, which is something I need to talk about with my therapist because I feel as a woman of a certain age, it is inappropriate for me to make fun of in my mind high schoolers for acting like high schoolers. But that's neither here nor there. But that's what, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But at least I'm doing it in the privacy of my own brain. So anyway, I felt bad for her when they lost. I'm so scared to say this because I don't want to upset you, honey. I know you're listening to this. Honey, you're editing this. But I wasn't happy when they lost the playoffs and didn't make it to World Series. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't relieved that I didn't have to fucking watch baseball anymore. I was. I was. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And I was. We're going to get a divorce after this podcast and not me divorcing her. She's going to divorce me. But I really felt bad that she cried. All night long. The last time I saw her cry was when she listened to the Eagles Christmas album. The only thing that makes this woman shed a tear 
is smart and it feels like a personal attack against our relationship. I cry all the time. Tears of sadness, tears of joy, tears of love. I'm an emotional person. She makes me emote. It's beautiful. Nothing makes her feel except for sports. It really feels like a personal attack. Maybe I hate sports because I feel like I'm in direct competition with them for my wife's feelings. But like she was so upset. Like she was like inconsolable when they lost. I asked my audience on the Taylor Strecker show, can someone explain to me what it must feel like to be her? Because like, I don't get it. I don't think we should spend the night crying over sports. But like, I really, I clearly don't understand it. So if you could like explain it to me, that would be very helpful. And I know Philly, Philadelphia fans are like the craziest. Um, but like, I really, I really want to understand. I love my wife. I want to be able to support her in her time of need. And somebody said to me, Taylor, it's like if they canceled your favorite housewives or if they just cancel Bravo altogether. And I don't think I would cry myself to sleep. Maybe I would, but I, I really, I still can't empathize with him. But I will say this. I, I do feel bad and I'm sorry to her and I'm sorry to all the Philadelphia Phillies. They called fans. I'm sorry. Ne- we get them next year, guys. I can't talk sports. But what I will say is the amount of carnage that was left over in our relationship from a sport, from a team, from baseball, for nothing? So that's it. My wife has a broken heart and we had fights and I ruined friendships because I was here trying to support your obsession, your addiction to baseball? And for what? You're here next to me crying. It doesn't even bring joy. Only the tippity top, like Mount Everest peak of the sport. Like, are, are y'all crazy committing your souls to something like, it's like a 99.999% chance you're going to be left feeling like shit. Like we went to an Eagles Jets game, okay, with her family. And I will admit this, that was the first time, maybe in ever, in sports that I I felt upset that we lost. Like, I was like, wow, this fucking sucks. We were also, we lost to the Jets. I hate the Jets. We lost to the Jets. The first time I ever got called the C word was at a Jets game when I was in college because my boyfriend in college loved the Jets. I don't need to say any more about him, okay? Friggin' Jets. But I got called the C word for standing, even though everybody else in my row was standing. But I got singled out and called the C word because the Jets are misogynistic. And I got screamed at and called the C-word by a fellow Jets fan. Uh, animals. I literally can't. And we were sitting next to the most obnoxious fuckers on the face of the planet. And man, I wanted to beat the shit out of them. I like, I like figuratively and literally, I wanted to like win the game. Also punch the guy next to me in the face. I did push him. He was, he was getting too close to my nephew. Did I need to push him to protect my nephew? No. But was it an excuse to push him? Yes. So I did. Why? Because I'm a monster. I'm from Boston. Hello. And I'm married to an Eagles fan. Of course I'm going to act like trash. So, but like having to sit there and lose next to this guy, it, it, it hurt. It killed my soul. But for me, it was less about the Eagles losing and more about this fucking asshole who was rooting for the Jets getting to win. Like, so I like get it, but I don't get it. But like, I kind of understand. This podcast is sponsored by eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find someone who gets you. My wife, I am a unique 
individual. Let me tell you something about me. And my wife totally gets me. She's the first person in my life who I've, I've been in a relationship with who's ever gotten me. And we're like going strong. We're, I don't know, together eight, nine, almost 10 years. And we still really like each other. So I think finding somebody who gets you is really the, uh, it's the special sauce. It's the secret, if you will. And uh, that's why eHarmony is so great. We live in social media times these days and everybody is freaking exhausted by it. eHarmony actually released a new dating diary study that found that even 56% of Gen Z, even Gen Z, gets tired of social media from time to time. And that's because it's fake AF. And when it comes to connection, we want someone who's going to truly get us, which means that we have to give people a better sense of who we are not just online, but offline as well. And that's why eHarmony is different. They specialize in connecting people who are looking for real love through their compatibility quiz. Okay. The quiz identifies a baseline of compatibility with questions about communication styles, likes and dislikes, personality, and so much more to help you match with someone who will truly get you. eHarmony makes connections genuine, not exhausting. So join the dating app that helps you find someone who gets you and see you for yourself. Take eHarmony's compatibility quiz today and get someone who gets you. And now back to the podcast. Like I said, today at the Jets game, we were at the Eagles-Jets game. I was like, this is kind of crazy. We just paid a fuck ton of money because tickets are expensive. We just all paid a fuck ton of money. And when you go to a sporting event, you're paying a lot of money but there's no guarantee you're going to come out feeling better. Like I buy tickets to go see a Dave Matthews concert. I am guaranteed to walk unless I run into husband. I am guaranteed, which is always a risk at a Dave Matthews show, but I am always guaranteed to walk out of that concert feeling happier and lighter. And like my money just went towards something. You know, we saw Celine Dion. You pay money, you walk out being like, usually concerts you walk. And even if you're like, ah, it's going to be like, whatever. You walk out and you're like, that was so much better than I even expected. Like Taylor Swift tickets are so fucking expensive, but you guarantee you're going to walk out being like, yes, best night ever. You spend all your money on a fucking sports game. You could walk out with tears streaming down your face, fighting with a fucking guy wearing sweatpants and no underpants with his dick swinging around, berating you and your nephew because he's a Jets fan and he just beat you. I paid a lot of money to have a to have a little turd mock me to my face. That's crazy to me. We've established I hate baseball. Fantastic. Before they lost and did not go to the World Series. Also, can I just say wellness check on all of my peeps who are married to people who are fans of the um, Cobra Snake team? And then the other dingleberries that are playing in the World Series. Because, honey, oh, I don't know how you're surviving. Right now, it's football, World Series, which is baseball. I know, guys. I don't understand it either. And basketball. All at the same time. Like, don't these different sport teams get together and, like, like you have to give us non-sport fans some goddamn breathing room. So, Tay... And her sister, who's also a fan of all the sports teams. And like, I want to be very clear. I'm obsessed with these people. I love these people. I look up to these people. I'm married to one. They got tickets to take their mom, my mother-in-law, who I also am obsessed with, to a Phillies game, to like one of the playoff games. Okay. 
So I don't know. It was like game three. What does that? That doesn't even mean anything. But it was like a big game. And if they won, it was going to be like, you know, th- you know how these sport people do. They always like they over oversell everything and they make it like the big and making mountains out of molehills. They've always got an excuse for like why they're right and you're wrong. Why they're why why I have to spend five hundred dollars on tickets. Like even though that's completely irresponsible. There's always a reason why they have to. Right. But like I supported this one. I was like, it's Ma's birthday. Take Ma to a game. It's just, you know, with her girls, you'll have the best time ever. Go. Go, go, and get the fuck out of the house when there's a baseball game on so I don't have to watch it, okay? So Tay and her sister drive from here to Philly, go to the game, and then they were going to drive back that same night, whatever. So I'm home alone, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I get the big TV. I'm going to fucking watch all the Bravo in the world. It feels like this, like, massive rebellion. It's like, I feel like I was doing something naughty, and I liked it. I have big plans for myself. I'm going to Postmates McDonald's. I'm going to drink a bottle of Sunsair. And I'm going to watch The Real Housewives of literally fucking anywhere. Just as long as I've got the franchise on, like I am saging this house of any sort of sports. And I get a text. Because, you know, when, when Tay travels, I'm like, text me. I just want to make sure you get there. Be safe. Blah, blah, blah. And I get a text from Tay. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, ordering McDonald's and watching Bravo. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? And she's like, will you do me a favor? And I'm like, sure. What's a favor? And she's like, will you turn on the game and record it for me? Because our seats are on the third line and we might be on camera. I'm like, wait a second. So you are fucking finally gone out of this house. There is finally no baseball on my television. I co-signed and approved. Money being spent outside of this house. We budgeted for you to go to this game. And now you're asking me if I will shut off my television programming to turn on your baseball game for the entire duration of the baseball game so that in the event that you were on the TV in the background can see yourself and savor that moment? Are you fucking, do you want to die today? Like, the fact that she even asked the question and I literally reply like, are you fucking kidding me over my goddamn fucking dead body? And also, how about you call your dad who's at home who likes this team? How about you call your brother who him and his kids, they fucking love to watch it. How about you call? How about you call anybody else in the family that wants to be watching this game? Why me? And then she was like mad. She was like, Oh, well, I just like thought that you'd like want to watch the game to support us and maybe want to see me on TV. I have never felt more disrespected and less understood by a partner, any partner. You hear that, Rita? Any partner in my entire relationship history. It's rude and it's selfish and I need assistance. I'm going in reverse chronological order, by the way was, okay, so before this game, the playoffs, like in the very beginning of the playoffs, they make it, right? And you don't know when the games are going to be or whatever. And Tay and I had made loose plans with friends of ours. They're like, they're they're acquaintances, like very friendly acquaintances. And I'm not going to say their name because I'm going to protect their identity. But because I love them and I want them to be friends. And you guys know, I am a professional social climber, okay? 
That is like what I was put on this earth to do. So when my social climbing efforts that I work very hard at get foiled, I'm not okay with it. But when they get foiled because of fucking sports, there are no words. To be fair, I did forget that these plans are falling on this day. About a month prior, I had made like plans via texting with a friend. And it was like, let's get together. We keep saying we're going to get dinner. We don't get dinner. Let's get dinner. And I was like, okay, let's pick. It was like kind of like, you know, when you're planning something like out, it's like, what would be good? And I was like, "Ah, I guess this day would be good. And it was like, okay, like what kind of time? And I was like, ah, I don't know, like 730 for dinner. And then they were like, okay, what restaurant? And I was like, ah, I'm no longer cool. You, you pick a restaurant. Okay, we'll make the resi. Don't worry about it. This is the date. Amazing, amazing. So naturally, I forgot the date because why would I ever put anything in my calendar, right? But like in my defense, it wasn't like 100% like, like calendar invite. Okay, so like made the reservation. So we are going. There wasn't like follow-up. So like I'm going to give myself a little bit grace with that. But it, 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 it doesn't matter because it's all fucking Taylor Donahue's fault. So like two days before, I get a text and he's like, are we on for this Wednesday? And I was like, oh shit, I totally forgot. Yeah, definitely. Let me just like check with Tay. So I'm like, okay, so don't forget. Remember we were talking about having dinner with so-and-so? Okay, so it's going to be this Wednesday. And she was like, I can't go this Wednesday. And I was like, why not? She was like, the playoffs are this Wednesday. And I'm like, the fucking playoffs are this Wednesday. But we've like had loose plans with them. So she was like, yeah, I'm not going because it's the playoffs. And I was like, I don't think that that's, I don't think a television program, I don't think that watching TV is an adequate excuse for canceling plans, especially like when we've been trying forever to have dinner with these people. You watching the game live is not going to make a difference. And she's like, well, my family will text me. So don't look at your phone until we get home. Like, I don't understand why you can't DVR. You wanted me to fucking DVR when you were at the fucking game. So long story short, she literally refused. And so I wrote back (laughs) to one of the people in the relationship. I was like, hey, So apparently it's the playoffs question mark. And my wife is psychotic. And he was like, "Uh, are you for real? (laughs) And I'm like, sadly, I am. And like, I am so sorry. And I'm really embarrassed. Would it be the end of the world if we like pick another time? And he was like, no, it's fine. I just think it's like super stupid. And I was like, no, 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 no. I also think it's super stupid too. Like. And that's the fucking thing, too. I'm like, don't kill the messenger. Like, I'm in the middle. Like, hello, I'm the one in this abusive relationship. Not you. I'm the one that can't live my life because of sports, because of guys in saggy butt pants that throw a tiny ball at each other. It's absurd. So anyway, he was very sweet and gracious about it. He was like, it's fine. We'll pick another date. But then the next day, his partner texted me and was like, are you for fucking real. And I was like, yo, I am in an abusive relationship. You should be asking me if I blink twice if you fucking need help. The answer would be yes. Take pity upon thy. Have sympathy for me. And he goes like this to me. Wow, really? And then he said, bye. So I like literally like started crying and I was like, please don't be mad at me. I'm just the messenger. She's a monster. And he was like, LOL, it's fine. But like, this is really kind of crazy. Like, we've been like talking about this for like a year and we like literally made a reservation and like you're canceling because of sports. And I was like, honestly, preaching to the choir, motherfucker. And like, I think 
they're okay about it, but like they might not be. And honestly, they're allowed to be mad. I'm fucking mad. It's a disgusting reason to break plans with people. And the worst thing about it is she feels totally justified. She feels zero guilt, zero remorse. She like she would feel more guilty canceling plans for any other reason. But for some reason, when it's about sports, she's like, yeah, pff, that's the way it goes. Can you imagine if I cancel dinner because the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was on? This is, this is out of control. They're never going to want to be friends with us. And honestly, they shouldn't. We're fucking losers. That's a loser move. Not to pour salt in the wounds, but they didn't even end up going to the World Series anyway. And she was super upset. So like, not only did they ruin her night, but sports is now ruining my life. Ruined my life. And the only other people who understand this line of thinking are deranged sports people that I don't want to hang out with. You're all mentally ill. And you know what? We're going to have a child. And she's going to ingratiate this child into this psychotic, menti way of thinking and way of life. And I'm going to be surrounded by irrational sport propagandists. I work so hard to make it nice. And it's just obliterated by basketball. Yes, I said basketball. I'm forlorn. This is my official May Day. Anyway, I'm exhausted. <laughs> that is it for me, you guys. That is it for us this week on Taste of Taylor. Uh, I don't know why you like these solos, but you ask for them a lot. So you keep asking and they will keep coming. You guys also, you know I always say it. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It means the world. It's like tipping us. So please, if you haven't, make sure to do. And honestly, if you have, keep doing it. We love the engagement. Until next week, bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.